Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of The New Standard. And you're checking us out on November 19th, 2023. And before we hop into the program in earnest, I want to say happy birthday to my daughter, Charmian Mims, a.k.a. number one, a.k.a. Manny 5000, a.k.a. Mrs. Mims, and a.k.a. Nyjah's mom. Congratulations to you celebrating a birthday in Las Vegas. Hopefully you were able to see some of the FS1 race or the F1 race or FS1 is Fox Sports. But the FS race. Uh, Also, happy birthday to Jeremy. And uh, big up to the brothers of Omega Sci-Fi celebrating another year in existence. Big up to Mel and any of the other cues that listen to the program. Neil, what's up with you, my friend? Big Neil to my left. This is a, a a rough a rough day a rough afternoon. Um, your Pittsburgh Steelers fall thirteen to ten to the Browns this afternoon at the crappy Brown Stadium, whatever it's called nowadays, Third Energy or something like that. Steelers put up, I thought, uh, a, a pretty um, a pretty admirable defensive performance, particularly in the second half. They limited a Browns offense that uh, was rolling pretty effectively early on. Uh, the offense, though, of Pittsburgh never got out of gear, facing, in fairness, a very good Cleveland Browns defense. Um, never got anything rolling. They can't say they didn't have their opportunities. Um, basically, the entire positive offensive performance today was held by backup running back, former undrafted free agent Jalen Warren, who grossly outproduced all of the draft picks on the field today. I had his stats in front of me, and, of course, my computer freezes. 129 yards on the ground on nine carries. Nine carries for Warren today. Uh, In case you're counting at home, Najee Harris had 12 carries for 35 yards. A very Najee-like game. 2.9 a carry uh, with a long of 17. So we had 11 carries for about, what, 18 yards. I can't do math. Warren got the ball. Warren made things happen with the ball. Um, Nobody else on offense did anything remotely worth mentioning. Uh, in a positive light we don't have to be positive on this show though do we lance not (laughs) after a 13 10 loss (laughs) to a rival in a critically important game the Steelers had a a, they have a favorable schedule they had an excellent opportunity should have they won this game um, to proceed with reckless abandon forward in the AFC North this game would have been significant for them to lose it in the fashion that they lost it beyond frustrating and uh this one's going to be talked about for a long time i'm sure this was a miserable game i have a couple questions to ask you about kenny Pickett, and before we hop into those we're going to jump into some more stats from the game also if you want to join the experience after the game or at any time make sure you go to youtube and do a search for the new standard and lance williams and or neil Coolong and or both of us and if you're listening to the show right now please hit us with a like and subscribe However you get your podcast, you can do a search for the new standard as well. Again, big up to the brothers of Omega Sci-Fi. Big up to Melvin. If you are out there, big up to you guys for, uh, I think, 111 years. Maybe don't get me wrong. I think 112 years that the fraternity has been around. Great uh, names, part of fraternity. Count Basie, Michael Jordan, uh, Jalen Hurts, in fact, to speak of just a few. Also, 
Uh, if you want to participate in the program, make sure if you're listening to hit us with a comment, hit us with your comments about today's game. And before we hop, before we hop into it, Neil uh, very astutely uh, pointed to a very interesting stat in the game where actually, and you're rarely going to see this in today's football, but the Steelers actually averaged more yards rushing more yard or double the yards per carry than they did running the football about double 6.6 yards per carry to 3.8 also in the game a very weird stat uh, as well as that Jalen Warren had 129 yards rushing to Kenny Pickett's 106 yards passing Kenny Pickett's made about correct me if I'm wrong Neil about 22 23 starts um, he started a lot of football games, been able to make some plays in the fourth quarter, wasn't able to do that today. Where are they at or where do you think they are in their evaluation of Kenny Pickett as the future quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is it time to let let him grip it and rip it and see what you have? It, do you just keep trying to manage it to win these games so you can get to the playoffs and get smashed in the first round? I mean, what what's your modus of operandi? moving forward with Kenny Pickett and how do you manage it? I mean, you got to manage it to win football games, obviously, but from, you know, a perspective of about maybe 35,000 feet, what does it look like to you? And what do you think the direction should be? I'll, I'll be honest where I sit right now. I don't want to hear what the team has to say about it because they're not going to do anything. Um, the reality is they are playing a game with a backup quarterback and they're not going to be successful in the long run for everybody myself included who said and has said many times we don't know how they're winning games this is just crazy the bottom's going to fall out eventually this game is a strong indication of that what you saw today even against a good defense was a, a team collectively this didn't even just Pickett, but Pickett is ultimately the, the catalyst of it all it's a team that could not match up one-on-one -on -one against its opponent they lost nearly every play of this game one of the, the main things that stands out to me and I, i'm not going to go into the math behind this but as as kind of quirky as passer rating as a stat is the fact that kenny pickett was 15 of 28 for 106 yards that's <laughs> 3.8 yards an attempt which is worse than uh even his miserable career average to have those numbers without an interception and to have a passer rating in game of 62.5 <laughs> that's there are, there are quarterbacks who throw for two interceptions in a game that have a higher rating than that it, it's it's miserable and it's it's very telling of picket today as well as the offense in general um you're you are not getting as mike tomlin would say varsity level performances out of your quarterback at the same time i have very little faith that the team uh it would be serious about changing anything uh bringing in somebody else there, I don't have any reason to think that Kenny Pickett is going to be a consistently uh, outstanding performer at the NFL level as a starter. He's just not. It, you can't see that anymore. When you look at um, what Pickett's main um, kind of claim to fame at this point has been fourth quarter Kenny. He's played well late. He's had game-winning drives. I understand you don't do that all the time, but when you can't do it and you still haven't done anything for three quarters, it shines even brighter. And today, he had two opportunities for game-winning drives. And he couldn't complete a pass to save his life. 
part of the reason for that probably is because he's got one hand wrapped around his throat when he's trying to throw the ball. He, he had a, a, a terrible game today. It, it, I, I don't I don't know if you can play a whole lot worse without having turned the ball over. But at this point, if they can do something to, and, and to be fair, give him some time. He did not have a whole lot of that today. Give him some time and get him to release the ball on time, on schedule, to a receiver who's actually open to where the ball needs to go. And the reason I'm listing all these things off is I can give you at least one example of, of Pickett's failure to do all of those things today wasn't just pressure he got pressured plenty he made good decisions when he was pressured and they, he got we'll, we'll get into that dumpster fire of a unit today offensive line i don't know if they've played worse than, than what they did today uh against a, a very good opponent i don't want to take anything away from cleveland back when pittsburgh was good i always hated opponents talking about how terrible their offensive line was like well we're just more man than you that's all it is you know we beat you up front and straight. Cleveland did that today, and good for them for doing it. Jim Schwartz is a great coach. He's got a great unit going over there. Pittsburgh, though, did very little to, to prevent them from doing anything. I, I joked at one point, and I'm not even sure if I'm all you know really all that uh, uh, trying to be funny about it. It looked like Dan Moore broke his leg or something. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we've seen an NFL tackle react as slowly as he did throughout the game. Didn't help pick it at all. Receivers didn't help pick it, but they they did their their damnedest. The Lance, you and I were talking offline. The catch that uh, George Pickens made uh, along the sideline later in the game, it was a horrendous throw by Pickett. Pickett Pickett was three yards off on that throw. Pickens had to readjust his body with his ass on the ground to make that catch extended in the opposite direction. That's not the first time we have seen a throw like that from Pickett. You don't see that often at the NFL level. You just don't. It was, I, I can't, I, I'll go on for days. Cut me off, please. He was horrible, absolutely horrible today. And anything the team would have to say about his development, how he's growing, this and that, I don't want to hear it anymore. It, it's, it's over, okay? He, he cannot play at this level. They're not going to be successful consistently with what they've seen. There are some very, to your point, there, there are some incredible numbers in this game. And when you see them, to, to your point about Kenny Pickett, the Steelers had a net of 77 yards passing. Jalen Warren almost had 77 yards rushing on his touchdown play. 77 yards of net passing. That's absolutely incredible. When you look at the game book as well, you've got Cleveland didn't average four yards a play in the game and won the game. They averaged less than four yards per play in passing and in rushing, and they won the game. This was just, I mean, this was a very winnable game. You have a guy making his second start. I mean, everything is there for you. But again, the Steelers sputter on offense. We talk about the weighty downs, the badonka donk downs. Once again, Steelers three or 14 on third down. And in this game, you had both teams converted less than 30% of their third downs, and a team actually won. Cleveland only converted four of 17 third downs. This was an abysmal game 
by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, the stat that really jumps out is Cleveland won the game averaging 3.5 yards a carry. Or excuse me, five yards a play. Totally on offense. I mean... Throw this in there too, Lance. I didn't even see this, but the the Steelers and Browns both averaged 3.8 yards a pass. Yes, (laughs) Yes, yes, <laughs> that's yes. amazing in a fair weather game. This is it, it's it. Do you remember the, the, the game against the Bengals pre Burrow Bengals? Duck Hodges, I think, started and then Rudolph came in, or maybe Rudolph started and he got benched for Duck. Um, the Browns trotted out, or the, the Bengals trotted off some nobody that Ryan Finley guy who was somehow worse than the two quarterbacks we saw today. That that was the quarterback matchup in that game. That looked like this today. And that wasn't a game between two uh, six and three teams going in. I mean, this was a- a- abysmal. I mean, the Steelers had nine punts in the game, 355. I mean, they almost tripled their offense in punts. I mean, this is – but but I'm not surprised. I mean – we can be disgusted by it. It was definitely a terrible performance, but none of us should be surprised by this. This is what we've been seeing all year. And I'm not going to use that dreaded word, the dreaded S word, sustainability. Uh, but we all know that when you play this type of football, you can win these games and you can lose these games. All of these games are around one score games that that's what they're going to be and like brother jay said out everything (laughs) i mean and that's what it was i mean we're at a point that i mean we're at a point where i mean you're going to see this every single week and i know that the job every week is to try to win that particular game but I'm hoping that there is enough that they have seen from the quarterback and or coordinator to go in a different direction. And if they do go in a different direction, the fan base is going to have to be patient because going in a different direction means starting over. But that might not be any different than where they're at because. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you make it. Well, maybe that's the question. Ask the question. You don't have a quarterback. So are are you not starting over every year? Yeah. What difference does it make? You are still a year away from having a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback that can play, and I'm sorry, 15 of 28 for 106 yards in a game that is not being played in a monsoon is not a good quarterback. I don't care what happened in the game. There's no way you can look at that stat line and say he played really well. He didn't. And that's not even far from his average. He, he, the guy can't play. It, it's just, it, it's as simple as that. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm not trying to, to bash him as a person. If he is incapable though, of making progressions in order to make more of make a, a deeper passing game, a more varied passing game. If he's still unable to do that after this long, I don't know what you think you have, but you, you need to find another solution or you need to fix him. What's more likely though. Do you think he's going to turn into a good quarterback now? You give him seven years of this, eventually he's going to figure out how to throw to a secondary or a tertiary receiver. It's not going to happen. 
I just, we've seen enough for long enough. He, he's, he's just not very good. You know, I, I, he can be a backup. He's experienced. He's going to be in the league for 10 years regardless. Cause now he's, he's played a bunch. He is not good enough to have honestly, you know, it, it, some other guys and I were talking about this prior to the show, Lance, if I'm, I'm trying to be as objective as I can, and I'm pretty wound up here. I, if you were to look at Kenny Pickett, his full body of work, every game together, take the off season out, put every game together in a line. You watch over him. He is a stronger armed, a little bit more talented duck Hodges. He makes some wow. throws here and there, but by and large, he's not very good. And we saw today. He's got some mobility. They've tethered him to the pocket, which he's not comfortable with. We saw that plenty of times. He took two sacks. He probably shouldn't have today. Uh, ran and made two decent plays out of it as well. He can do some things, but when the rubber meets the road, you're going to lose you know, at least as many games as you win with him starting a quarterback. And some of those games are not going to be games you should have lost like today. How dare you disrespect Duck Hodges? At least the, yeah, <laughs> the at least the one thing about Duck, and this is a quality that you have to have to play quarterback at a National Football League. Duck had uh, big big D energy. He would he would let her rip, whether he should have or should not have. Duck let her rip. But let me ask this question from Edward James Gardner. And big up to everybody on the program. You are checking out Their Luck Ran Out, the Steelers versus Browns postgame show, The New Standard, on November 19th. Please like and subscribe to the program. Let's jump into this question, Neil. I want you to hit this one. Also, how hard of a reset button would the Steelers have to do to get a QB in 2024? My hope is that it's as simple as using our first-round pick without trading the farm. Well, if, if they completely fall apart, lose every game the rest of the year, um, you're probably drafting top 12. Um, and if that's the case, you're going to have to trade up a lot to get one of the two top quarterbacks, your Caleb Williams, your your Drake Mays, those kinds of guys. There are others who are out there I think are, are pretty good, but if you're talking about trading the farm, if he's the third quarterback taken in the draft, you know something that nobody else knows, and that's a dangerous place to be when you're a talent evaluator. So you're not going to get up to one or two um, without a significant haul, and one is not going to be an option this year. That makes two even more valuable. And usually what happens when you have two high-end quarterback prospects like we do, there are trades for at least one of those picks, usually the second one. And more often than not, the second one is far less than the first one. So if, if they want to get up to get a, a Drake May type, I'm, I'm using that, I'm couching that just because in the off chance it's not Drake May, probably Drake May. If you want to move up and get him, it's going to cost a fortune because you're going to be bidding against three other teams that really need a quarterback, and he's a good one. So to be I'm honest, unless you want to draft another Kenny Pickett, I'm not sure this is even the right year for you to think about giving up a, a ton of assets. You need a high level three, if not four quarterback draft for where the Steelers are going to end up being. Otherwise you, you kind of have to be in the top five. If you want that good bet. Now that doesn't mean you can't make hay with somebody else. You know, uh, people are ripping Kirk cousins all the time. Look at what Kevin O'Connell did with, with Kirk cousins in the limited time that he had. He had a season and a half with love, him. Cousins was playing the best Kirk football cousins. of his career when he got hurt. 
Yeah, it, that, that's that coaching. That's cousins. development. But Cousins showed he could play the game. Pickett doesn't show that day to day. So if you need to go get a guy, you, you might have to, to you know spend retail and free agency, which they're not going to do. Or you're you're gonna have to give up basically your next three drafts for a Deshaun Watson like package uh, to get up to get Drake May, and even then you're gonna need a team that, <laughs> that looks at the Steelers and say, hey, hmm, they'll probably be drafting in the top five for the next three years. I don't think they're gonna think that. So I, honestly, I, I they're not going to. Just the bottom line, they're, you know, they're they're kind of stuck with Pickett for now. Um, I don't know what else they can do. Don't worry. Eric Stifler, the criticism for Tomlin is coming up. It's queued up in three, two, one. And by the way, pick up the Eric Stifler and pick up to all the new listeners on the program. Mike Botner, T-Spin, T-Sizzle, Anthony Picano. Big up to you guys. And, 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 and Stifler, I, I know people had to call you Stifler your entire life. I, I know you got tired of being called Stifler. But let me just say this. How's your mom? Here's Stifler? my <laughs> here's my you knew criticism. that was coming <laughs> here's my criticism of mike tom i don't care if you drafted andrew luck peyton manning trevor lawrence i'm trying to think of any other uh caleb williams is going to be i think a fine pro cj stroud i don't care if he drafted any of those guys mike tomlin is the quarterback cooler he likes playing games like this. He does not have a problem with his football team being in games like this. We have a problem looking at it. He doesn't have a problem with his teams playing like this. If they win, like, like I'm not necessarily, I'm not convinced that regardless of the prospect that they draft that Mike Tomlin wouldn't kill the, wouldn't kill him. Like I'm, I'm not for certain that yeah. I, I mean, yeah. the guy would Fair have point. to be a super talented prospect. I think the only way, and I mean, you're seeing it in new England as well. Mike Tomlin was very used to being the coach of a team with a veteran hall of fame quarterback. A lot of that stuff could be handled on that side of the ball by quarterback slash coordinator, a lot of it. And you can coach the rest of the team. I'm not, I don't think that Tomlin has the ability to develop a young quarterback prospect. This is what it's going to look like. So when I said fire Tomlin weeks ago, this is why, because there's no, offensive development offensively they are going to tread water in my opinion with Mike Tomlin as the head coach I think that's where it is and that's where it's going to stay and I don't think a draft is going to solve that I mean they may have to get a uh, um, um, I'm forgetting the name of the quarterback from the Vikings a Kirk Cousins you might have to get an established veteran who can play ball that's how i think tomlin is used to having so he does not have the burden of having to develop a really good offense a lot of that burden can fall on the quarterback and or coordinator but we all know what is this is going to look like next year they're going to fire 
Maddie's sideline, and they're going to keep picket, and they're going to get another coordinator. It's going to be someone you've never heard of, probably from the staff, someone Random that assistant somewhere, you know, you know and and He's and it's like going to look the same next year, and it's going to look the same next year. You know, I I don't <laughs> think it, I would agree with that, and it it's I've been saying somebody else brought this up earlier i wanted to highlight this but you were you were on a roll yes now i can't find it of course um the point being this isn't a a situation in which it's been different you know this didn't just happen this year this isn't exclusive to matt canada it's not exclusive to kenny pickett to some degree i mean yes it, it happened under tomlin's watch but what are we doing here? Do we need to assign blame? If we need to do that, then it's on Tomlin. But at the same time, you're not doing that after wins. So really, you want somebody to blame when they lose. Otherwise, you'll praise the players up and down like you always do. The fact of the matter is, this team, it, it, it's its treading water in the same place that it's been since Ben's elbow snapped in week one of, of 2019. This is the same team. It doesn't have any offense. It doesn't have playmakers, and we go round and round of who to blame. Often, this is what, the, the second, third offensive coordinator, second offensive coordinator. What's the third one going to get next year? Why is this team going to be any different next year? Probably no reason at all. Even if they were to make a move, get rid of Tomlin, even if Tomlin were to, to resign or retire, the foundation they have in place right now is not, it, it, it's not nearly enough to suggest all they need to do is call gooder plays and they'll all of a sudden just blow up. It's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> they're not good enough to do that. Okay. They're, they're just plain and simple. They're not a very talented, certainly not a, a very talented offensive team. Defensively, a fantastic job today. They're down two inside linebackers. Landon Roberts just played the game of his career. I don't know if you noticed that. He tackled everything. And it, it was an admirable performance without Minka. Without that, you know, Keanu Neal, they didn't even have him. They had something called, uh, I butchered this joke. They had something called Trenton Thompson playing in, in the deep secondary, and he might have been the best one. Yeah, I like They had I guys like that him. made like plays all game long on defense. They did a great job today. Yes, I know they were playing a rookie quarterback, but frankly, so were the Browns. <laughs> if you want to look at it in terms of skill, <laughs> Pickett didn't have any more than, than the guy with three last names did. So it, it's, they have talent on one side of the ball. They are able to do things on one side of the ball, and that's going to keep them probably a little bit above or below 500 for however long. But until you have a quarterback, you don't have anything. So it, it, to me, it really doesn't matter uh, as far as the coach goes because the offensive coordinator, whoever they get, I want to keep saying this to people to understand you are not going to get a hot shot, high-level offensive coordinator prospect to come in and want to coach this team. Nobody wants to inherit this team unless they've been passed over by every other good job. You know, the guy that's been in the league for 30 years and has never been a coordinator. That's the guy that's that's going to get this job. And is he going to be any better than Matt Canada? Got bad news for you. Probably not. You're not going to see it be much better. Yeah, I mean, who wants the job? I mean, who yeah, wants the job? Why you, would you? You, you got if you have it. ambition, if if you're my age, if you are a, a, a middle-aged dude looking to, to make your mark in the NFL, you want to be a head coach. You're doing really well, but now 
with the way the game is going, coordinators, the hotshot coordinators tend to be a little bit younger. There are 35-year-old coaches who get hired every year. What is going to make you stand out? Coming to Pittsburgh and fixing Kenny Pickett? Yeah, that'll make you stand out. Do you think you can? Or is Kenny Pickett broken? It's a good question. You look at the film during your interview. You give him a plan. These are the things you want to do. One of the things you recommend is might want to shop around for a different quarterback. When they say, okay, great, thanks for your time, and you leave, you're not going to get the job. The only guy that is going to get that job or would take that job would be one where they probably had more control over the quarterback. And your quarterback now is broken. He's he's not successful. There's very little to suggest that he's going to be. So why would you want it? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think this is a a a, a job that any hotshot coordinator would want. I mean, it's just because also let me add that you have an entrenched head coach that isn't going anywhere anyway. So you're not probably, you know, you're probably not going to, you know, why would they change it? And to G stacks point, the Browns defense does make a lot of offenses look terrible. Those dudes were getting after it up front. Oh my God. But Jim Jim Schwartz, how about this? You want to hire a head coach simply on his coordinator merit right now? I don't want, I'd want to hire Jim Schwartz. What he's done with that defense is remarkable. They were not a very good defensive team last year, last couple of years. Um, they're they're an elite unit now. They they played their balls off. That, that's a that's a good team. You can't get after it too much, but but you do expect your quarterback to make NFL plays, and he didn't do that today. Yeah, and it was unfortunate. Friermuth came back today, um, and this game was only didn't, targeted didn't even notice one time. Him. Didn't even notice him. He was targeted once uh, for a catch for seven yards. Uh, the Steelers, and, and, and I just hate to say it, um, th- this is what we're going to get every week. Um, but before we get out of here and conclude the program, I want to thank everybody um, who joined us this year so far. Um, I want to wish everybody that's on the program and everybody that listens a happy Thanksgiving if you partake in it. Uh, make sure you guys, man, really just appreciate your family, hug everybody up, uh, eat a lot of turkey. Uh, trip the fan, fall asleep, uh, do all that good stuff. Uh, don't get tackled like Neil's going to get tackled on Thursday, and uh, <laughs> good have tackling, and uh, have a torn ACL while doing the show. Uh, but but big up to everybody that's listening to the program, man. I want to wish you guys a happy holiday. Please hug up on your loved ones again. Big up to number one. Happy birthday. Big up to the brothers of Omega Side Five. Big up to everybody out here that supports the program. Big up to Neil as well, who holds us down. And Neil's going to be doing a solo show on Wednesday. The Steelers are what the Steelers are. Six and four, still very much in the mix, as bad as it looked today. If they can scratch out three or four more ugly performances, they're going to get blown out in the first round hey, of play. They got, they got another rookie quarterback next week. The the uh, They traveled to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. In another must-win game. It's basically the same thing, just against a team that has a much worse defense than Cleveland does. Yeah, I mean, and but unfortunately, they're going against Lou Adoromo, uh, who's a, a fantastic coordinator. But it is what it is. This is what you're going to get. AFC North football, Steelers-style, one-possession games, one-score games every single week. Bottom line, have fun. Do not eat stuffing, eat dressing, 
and eat macaroni and cheese and not pumpkin pie. You a pumpkin pie guy, Neil? I'm not you a pumpkin are, pie you? guy. Nah, no, that's not good. No. Good. No Any other pie, pie, I just, I, I, you know, there, there's kind of a taste every now and again, maybe. My sister makes these pumpkin bars, though. I literally eat, like, the whole sheet if I could. I don't know if that's, like, the pre-diabetes <laughs> talking or what, but I'll I'll crush that thing after the football game on Thursday, and then, yeah, I'll absolutely pass out. So you're going you're gonna to ice up uh, your knee with a pumpkin bar. Wow, yeah, eating a up more than my knee. <laughs> it'll definitely be and not just one pumpkin bar. It'll be like, well, depends. Can we count like one square foot of pumpkin bar as one? Yes, yes. I don't need Big to up cut to it. Raw. I'll just I'll house the thing if I have to. Raw Havana, that's the greatest last name of all time. Uh, you know, Raw Cuba. That's the guy you don't fight. That's, that's super Havana. dope. And by the way, I think my daughter is going to be headed to Cuba again. Uh, uh, for the new year. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, <laughs> and Corey, the Steelers just threw another screen. In the Let me guess, Corey, in- incomplete? <laughs> tune in, was it, was there a gap pressure the second Pickett got the ball again? Because that didn't happen at all today. Let's run that play in crunch time. Great call, Matt. Let's duck in the joke. let's duck in the end zone. But with that, listeners, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Go Steelers! Happy Thanksgiving from us to you. <laughs>